Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It was once said that Alzheimer's disease is 10 heartbreaks in one. Those of us who have felt the long, cruel process by which a loved one disconnects from us know that it is among the most painful imaginable. At the end of our lives, we like to think that, if nothing else, we are left with our memories. But Alzheimer's can even call this belief into question. According to the Alzheimer's Association, Older Black Americans are twice as likely to develop Alzheimer's disease than white Americans. Black Americans are also less likely to receive a timely diagnosis, with many receiving a diagnosis much later in the disease when their medical needs are greater. This Sunday, the Alzheimer's Association, along with its strategic partner, African Methodist Episcopal Church, AME, will host a second annual Connectional Purple Sunday, Stewardship of the Mind Through Alzheimer's Awareness. The event is aimed at increasing awareness of the impact of Alzheimer's in AME communities, while also providing tips to recognize warning signs of Alzheimer's disease, the benefits of early detection, and the importance of participating in clinical trials to advance Alzheimer's research. To discuss this further, I have today's guest, Dr. Miriam Burnett, Medical Director, AME Church International Health Commission. This is our daily story, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome, Dr. Burnett. How are you doing today? I am well. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Of course, absolutely. So, so let's talk. Uh, what was it that motivated you to work with and, and ultimately become the medical director of the AME Church? It's almost been a lifelong journey. Okay. Um, I felt my calling and pulled to medicine when I was five years old, but then realized in my private practice of 18 plus almost 22, 20 years mm-hmm. that impacting one person at a time was not my gifting. My gifting was to be able to motivate populations mm-hmm. towards health. So my internal medicine background coupled with my public health background and my call to ministry really led me to want to affect a change as far and wide as I could. I'm AME. I am AME because of the heritage of of the AME Church in public health. When you look at our our history, our history goes back to yellow fever, Richard Allen and the yellow fever epidemic and how AME's helped to garner and uh, help to take care of and resolve issues for populations affected by yellow fever. Um, The Health Commission has been in effect since 1936, and the goal has always been to educate as well as provide services uh, throughout our connection. The other main thing about the Amy Church is we don't deal with people only inside the four walls of the Amy Church. We are truly community driven. And, and, 
it just was a natural progression for me. I started at my local church and then moved on to the area churches, which we call presiding elder districts. And the next thing I knew, they said, why don't you be our medical director? And Mm -hmm. so here I am bringing all of the tools that that I have been uh, I have been blessed with uh, an MD, an MPH, a Master of Divinity, uh, and all of those experiences to help heal our people. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about Alzheimer's. So what is Alzheimer's disease, and how how does it differ from other neurological disorders? Well, that's one of the key things about Alzheimer's Association is. Uh, a misnomer, because that's where we all think of its start and end. But the Alzheimer's Association is that deals with other dementias as well. So your first question is, what is Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's is a manifestation of a greater uh, discipline of dementias, things that cause memory loss. It's caused by a specific uh, pathway But the result is much the same. And for African-Americans, African diaspora in particular, Alzheimer's has, as a specific kind of dementia, has an extremely high incidence. But when you couple that with dementias from uh, strokes, from other cardiovascular and cerebrovascular disease that comes from even potentially from alcoholism, you talk about a lot of impact in the Black community. Wow. And so it's, it's essential that this partnership exists. Sure. Does, does Alzheimer's affect men and women differently? It, the outcome is the same. However, um, And there's a little bit of difference in who is affected, uh, but it's how it manifests itself is the same. Sure, sure. Okay. So what are some of the signs of Alzheimer's? um, Well, the first the first sign is um, I forgot I, I forgot where I put something slowly beginning to 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 lose the ability to say, I know where something exists. Well, for a lot of that, for a lot of us, we just blow that off and we say, oh, that's every day. I'm just confused. But if the confusion is out of character for you, if you're so busy that uh, you always don't know where your keys are unless you put them in the same place, uh, that's one thing. But if you never have that problem. You've always put your keys in the same place. And now you don't know where that is. Uh, that's a sign that needs to be investigated. Wow. Changing wow. eating habits becomes or not wanting to eat. That becomes a manifestation as well. So there did 10 different signs and symptoms. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about on Sunday. 10 different signs, warning signs that Alzheimer's and other dimensions are possible. Very good. Okay. Are there any preventative exercises that can help prevent the onset of Alzheimer's? Well, there are many kinds of preventive uh, tools because Alzheimer's can is is related to some specific chemicals, 
Um, there is no cure for Alzheimer's. We can delay onset with different kinds of medications. And that's why it's essential that we participate in clinical trials, that we experience uh, the research and are notified of what's happening with research. Again, why this program exists. But there are other things that we can do, like controlling our blood pressure, controlling our the things that make it worse and, and make it uh more aggressive, controlling our blood pressure, controlling our sugar, controlling those things that we need to be doing anyway. Very good. Eating the right kinds of foods. All right. So let's explain the, the connection between the AME Church and the Alzheimer's Association. How did that come about? In 2019, um, our then chairperson, uh, Bishop Harry Seawright uh, was um, was in conversation with one of our members in South Carolina who was doing a lot of advocacy because of his his work with the Alzheimer's Association. And what we discovered that there were many of us in silos working with the Alzheimer's chapters. And so it came together and we said, let's do this together holistically so we can bring it to the entire body. Um, one of the other things that we are doing is uh, we created a, a memorandum of understanding so that we created a three-year partnership aimed at educating and engaging U.S.-based AME churches with their local a uh, Alzheimer's chapters so that um, the resources that are in the Alzheimer's Association could be brought to the communities that the AME churches serve, but in a way that allowed some cultural competence. Okay. okay. And that was key. Absolutely. So what, what are some of the things that Black people don't know about Alzheimer's that may be important for us to learn, perhaps even on Sunday? Um, one, that there are resources to help. There are caregiving resources. There are resources to help um, tie people into being able to find out what it is. It's not just I'm not remembering what I used to remember yesterday. It is what is the diagnosis? How do you treat the diagnosis? Um, and and once you've figured that out, what are the things and the resources that are available to you in order to move forward? Um, one of the things that's really hard about Alzheimer's and dementia is the caregiving aspect. There are many, th many things that are available through many different agencies that we just don't know about. And so our caregivers are 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 uh, infirmed as well as dying early because they are just overwhelmed, and there are resources for that. There are clinical trials. Um, some require medications. Some are just social and environmental, uh, and 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 heritage. Are you more likely because of your family history? Those kinds of, of, of research. And we as a people have not been engaged in clinical trials because of things that happened to us over the course of history in public health and in medicine. But we suffer because of it. 
medications that are available to be able to you be used to help decrease the not only the onset but the the rapidity of and how fast things move in our system let me reword that there there are medications that will slow down the process mm. but because we've not been involved in the clinical trials and the, the development of them we don't know whether they work for us or not wow and so one of the things that we are definitely trying to do is to ensure that those that we care for, Amy Church and beyond, the communities that we serve, regardless of denomination, are exposed to those kinds of clinical trials, may not fit your situation, but it may fit somebody that you know. Okay. The other thing, there are major pieces of legislation that are going forward without our input. And so we need to be involved in that advocacy. And when we see that there is something that is not there, we need to advocate for it to be included or be added. And so one of the things that we have uh, our social action commission of the Amy Church partnered with the health commission so that we could be better equipped with what does this legislation mean? Help me interpret it. What am I missing in it? And how do we get it added? And then how teach us how to advocate in our local areas as well as nationally. Mm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Today's guest is Dr. Miriam Burnett, Medical Director, AME Church International Health Commission. The Stewardship of the Mind Through Alzheimer's Awareness Program is free to attend. To register, visit www.amecps2.eventbrite.com and I'll have that information for you one more time before the end. All right, let's discuss young people who themselves may not be concerned about Alzheimer's. What can they learn at Sunday's event that may prove important? Well, one of the things for me, I, I am very proactive. Mm -hmm. A young person needs to know the potentials down the line. They need to know why it's important for, for them to control their blood pressure and their, and their sugar and to live an active, healthy life to prevent 
all of the other kinds of dementias. It's also important because the young people are the ones that are going to ultimately become the caregivers. And when we know information ahead of time, we are better equipped to be able to deal with things. We can structure our lives better. I've been attending a couple of sessions on estate planning. We're talking about legacy, uh, uh, the legacy of where we are with our property, where we are with our dollar and our dollar investment. If, so one of the things that we talk about, even in the midst of this, when we talk about caregiving, we're talking about how do we make our young people understand the entire spectrum of what are your responsibilities as a caregiver? How can you get resources? And then what are you supposed to do to make sure that what is available to you, you can get for your grandparents, for your aunties, for your uncles, for those who um, are impacted even at an early age? One of the things about Alzheimer's is there's something called early onset Alzheimer's. It affects people before they even think about, I may be impacted because I'm not 70 years old. Well, it's possible to happen at a much younger age. How do you, how are you aware of what's happening? Now, the, the AME Church has collaborated with the Alzheimer's Association for, I believe, three, three years now. Correct. Discuss the progress that has been made in that time and, and how it may have impacted lives. We've uh, created some co-branded brochures. I believe the number is eight. See the seven or eight co-branded brochures. So what that did was we, we changed, we helped to change the marketing of information that's going out so that it looks like us. It speaks in our language right. or languages. Uh, it, uh, we've created community forums. Community forums are, are a small area. Um, how, um, let's, let's rephrase that. Community forums are that which allow a group of 20, 30 people to get together and, and talk about what are the needs? What is this local Alzheimer's chapter need to provide for this community? And what can this community provide for the Alzheimer's Association. This is a two-way street. It's just not a one-way street. Mm. We've also created webinars around clinical trials. We've created uh, webinars around this education piece. There must, I think we're at eight or nine in this last three years, but it is a major effort towards uh, Education. We've gotten, um, I just pulled it up. There are eight webinars that we have done, um, some of them around clinical trials and bioethics. We've um, attended summits and spoken to the leadership of Alzheimer's Association so that they will understand the cultural competence that we are not only requesting, but requiring. Mm. Okay. Now, the AMB International Health Commission works with more than just the Alzheimer's Association. Oh, absolutely. What, what are some of the other areas that the AMEC International Health Commission is making an impact? The International Health Commission ministries are, are 14-fold. 
first being HIV AIDS, then uh, caregivers, spiritual health, nutrition and exercise. And we actually promote a program in July called the uh, Faith-Based Health, Wellness, Nutrition and Fitness Month. And everything we do in the month of July focuses on that. Uh, Mental health, we have a cadre of mental health providers, and we have now partnered with our chaplains around mental health. We have a PTSD program that is getting ready to be kicked off uh, with all of the PTSD, whether it be from uh, the violence in our communities, from the uh, uh, what's happening in terms of war and rumors of war, in terms of COVID is leading people to PTSD. We, are, we have um, developed in the last, over the last two years, a mental health program. We have a ministry to those who are differently abled or challenged, um, which is otherwise known as our disabilities programming, so that we're making our churches accessible for those with all kinds of uh, physical challenges. If there are um, mental delays, uh, developmental delays, we're trying to deal with that. We have a um, what the person that's coordinator of that ha- is specialized in the education of those who are differently abled. We have clergy and family health programs, communicable diseases and immunizations. We have spent the entire last three years dealing with COVID. We were actually one of the first, if not the first, denomination to come out with a COVID plan because we were able to take our disaster preparedness plan and pandemic flu plan and modify it. Uh, chronic diseases, which includes the where the Alzheimer's and other dementias and heart disease and stroke and diabetes falls. Uh, we collaborate with other connectional uh, agendas. We talked about, I talked earlier about our collaboration with social action. We have a death, dying and hospice ministry, as well as the disaster preparedness and response, which also talks about climate change, sustainability and green jobs. And we have a substance abuse addictions and recovery program that we are trying to develop a clergy and lay certification program. Um, Our HIV AIDS program has a requirement by our doctrine and discipline of the Amy Church for clergy and lay leadership to be trained with a three hour training every two to three years. Very good. Well, thank you very much for your insight. The Stewardship of the Mind Through Alzheimer's Awareness Program. Once again, it is free to attend. To register, visit www.amecps2.eventbrite.com. Once again, today's guest is Dr. Miriam Burnett, Medical Director, AME Church International Health Commission. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. And before I go... I'll leave you with this. I once knew a woman named Linda Jeffries. She was a mother to me at a time when I needed it most. She would give me a ride to school. She would help me with my homework in her living room. She always made sure I had enough to eat. She was encouraging and supportive at a time when no one else was. And slowly, she started to become confused. She started to forget things. Eventually, she forgot me. I'd never compare what I felt 
to what her actual children and husband felt. But I'll never forget the look in her eye, the woman who made me part of her family when she simply couldn't recognize me anymore. I no longer had a place in her ever shrinking world. I wondered if she would remember me after she transitioned. I wondered things that call into question the very meaning of life itself. The things I wondered are things I hope no one else has to wonder. This is why today's episode feels special to me. The good news is that the Alzheimer's Association is a worldwide voluntary health organization dedicated to Alzheimer's care, support, and research. The mission is to lead the way to end Alzheimer's and all other dementia by accelerating global research, driving risk reduction and early detection, and maximizing quality care and support. The vision is a world without Alzheimer's and all other dementia. Visit alz.org or call 800-272-3900. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. I am your host, Ramses Ja. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on Our Daily Story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.